0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. It's episode 109 of our local chat here. And joining me this week is not one Ian Gibson. No, he's away. It's one Jake Terrio. Hello. And we've got David from Save Data. Hello. He's here. Ian's not. I've written here in the chit-chat section... Revel in the fact that Ian is away. So if we could all, he's not only away; just... he's out of the country. He's out of the country. We could oh, theoretically get him declared on a no-fly list, so he couldn't If return. we can get, we need to pass That's laws true. to prevent him from re-entering the country. Before yeah, we need to ban French Canadian. vacation <laughs> is over. Or an American <laughs> citizens. I mean, For the folks, you know. folks listening will messaged me on discord and said like hey can you be on tonight and i was like yeah sure and he said it'll be me and jake ian is away to which i responded thank god (laughs) 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 we we can talk about twilight princess without getting yelled at we can talk about finally basically every video game that he hates which is uh, just all video games that aren't it's named Factorio, so mostly mostly all <laughs> video games. Um, yes, Ian is away. He is in, I believe, the great state of England, um, as we Americans like to call it. Um, yeah, he's starting a, his own capital riot over there. Very excited for him <laughs> <laughs> to, to steal the Declaration of Independence. From Wouldn't it be Palace. like the Magna Carta or something for them? <laughs> uh Magnusum Laude, I think. Or that oh, scepter think. that the, the king has. I don't that's don't know. The king now, isn't it? The staff oh, of, there's a lot of that's, that's think, weird to hear. Like, yeah. Just, just to hear king instead of queen. I'm like, that sounds wrong, but Yeah, there's great. gonna be so much media now with like jokes about the queen that are like, when was the last queen joke before she died? Like recorded i hazel and i were just watching something that was pretty current that had some reference to the queen i are like oh well that's out of date now but i can't remember what it was but it's definitely within the last like three years and all the all the sci-fi shows that said things about the queen or sci-fi shows that said things about elon musk iron man 2 um, Rip. are ruined forever. aged like fine milk <laughs> like fine <laughs> fine milk um anyways unlike fine milk uh i am here to not be disgusting uh we're here to talk about the games we've been playing this week and as always i like to start with the person that pleases me the most and that's gonna be david this week everybody give it up (laughs) i'll allow it i mean you you, as long as like ian's not on the show and you pick him after saying that like we're doing fine (laughs) listen ian pleases me in his own way oh no we'll leave it at that no oh no (laughs) um david what have you been playing this week tell me all about it i haven't been playing a ton of different games but i have been playing a lot of one particular game and that is fire emblem engage uh, I think you had Jason on last week, didn't you? Is that right? It's true. We, we did have Jason week. on last week. Uh, Jason's flown past me on this game. We started at like <laughs> roughly the same time. He blew past me real quick. But um, I'm playing Fire Emblem Gage. I'm in the last probably five-ish chapters of the game. And I am having a fantastic time with Fire Emblem and Gage. Doesn't have a paper-thin story that you could easily poke a hole in with literally any implement on the face of the planet yes yes it does <laughs> <laughs> are the characters mostly real boring yes yes they are except yunaka yunaka s-class character oh, both man. in character and in like actual gameplay yunaka's the I... best I... oh god i just almost ripped off everything um <sighs> sorry i hit a cable uh i want to play engage i played sacred stones i enjoyed sacred stones honestly it's a lot like sacred stones <laughs> well um, i was gonna say i went into it being like oh yeah the fire emblem combat is like one i'm into like that'd be fun to play finally and once i discovered i liked it it was nice but also that story rip and tears and it's great okay yeah no the <laughs> story does not rip and tear and engage the combat though i will say is almost certainly the best it has ever been Hmm. um i absolutely love the combat system and not just the system itself uh like three houses i liked the systems that they used but the map design was largely just like here's your army here's the enemy army kill each other have fun great that's it and that was most of the maps in three houses there were some exceptions where they had some cool mechanics but excuse me uh but engage is the opposite there are very few here's your army here's the enemy army go at it maps a lot of the maps have and i'm gonna use this word that's usually a negative but i mean it in a positive here and that's gimmick like a lot of maps have a gimmick to them Mm -hmm. um but a well-designed gimmick uh they add some terrain effects that are new that actually like instead of just most of the terrain effects in fire emblem are either increase or decrease your avoidance and that's mostly what they've been used for for pretty much all the fire emblem games this adds some new ones that also like decrease or increase your defense and your uh resilience which has a lot of of resistance for for Emblem, uh which has a lot of effect on where you're going to position your characters uh There are ways to get rid of those map effects, too, using the emblems Mm -hmm. that you get, which adds a whole new layer of strategy because you can, you know, clear out certain areas that make them better choke points or better areas to place your units, better areas to lure the enemy units like there's there's a lot more big brain time in this game. There's a lot of different tools you can use. The emblems provide a lot of cool tools, one or one or two of them also let you modify the terrain, which is really cool uh in very interesting ways and different ways. So I without without a doubt, this is like top tier combat for a Fire Emblem. Storing characters, bottom, absolute bottom (laughs) tier of Fire Emblem games. It's it's not great. There's like three characters I give a shit about. And the other ones I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna forget who you are when I'm done playing this game and never think of you again for the rest of my life. Um but most of the character like uh, the characters that I do really like, I really like uh, like that yunaka character i mentioned i actually do like the main character a lot i went with the female version of alir and first time they've had a good voice actor like just absolutely nail the character i think and they've had like yuri lowenthal play marth or some shit in the past and like this they absolutely Damn. nailed this character yuri um, burn with her Absolutely nailed. Like, female Lear is is perfect. Only character that has emotion in this entire game. Uh, Absolutely great, though. So I'm having a good time. The maps are super designed well. None of them are boring to me. The enemy AI, I will say, if you've played previous Fire Emblems, a lot more aggressive in this game. Mm -hmm. Like, incredibly aggressive. There is a map that basically has six mini-bosses on it. And they just come at you. You're in a corner of the map. And like, I mean, this was the one map I've had to truly like restart from the beginning after using my rewinds um, because they brought that feature back from Three Houses. Like, I, you know, did the traditional thing I do on a map and I'll go to a certain direction, try and take out one of the mini boss, move to the next one. And then they just like kept coming at me. And I just got overwhelmed because I like moved out of my defensive position. I was like, oh, okay, they don't usually. AI is very rarely this aggressive in Fire Emblem if you're not playing on like the super high end difficulty. So they swapped it up, swapped up a little bit on the units. um Promotion totally different from Three Houses. If you like Three Houses, you probably won't like this Fire Emblem unless you pre- played previous Fire Emblems and liked them. I will say that. Um, gotcha. And I have a friend from work who liked Three Houses a lot picked up this one he's like i don't know if this is clicking with me and i'm like oh i'm sorry I'm, i I love it a lot <laughs> but i'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> i um yeah i've only played sacred stones jake do you have fire emblem experience i played a fire emblem on the game boy advance and i don't remember which one but that was the last one i've played so, do you remember seven or roughly eight? what a character looked like <laughs> i think it had roy in it but i i don't know if so i you played seven. <laughs> Yeah, the f- it didn't like- have Roy in it, but you played. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it looks like Roy. And yeah, he's Binding Blade, right? Uh, Sacred Blade? No, oh, Binding Blade. I, I forget. Blade. Very little Six, Six and seven. One is blazing. One is one is binding. I yeah. don't remember which one. So <laughs> I I played through eight after Jason recommended it. I had an absolute blast. Mm-hmm. I started 7 and I was it was off the heels of 8 and I always do this where I like want to play the next game or the what like another game in the series and then it's just like I'm burned out. At that point I'm just using yeah. the leftover hype to get a little ways into a game. So I stopped that. We had our discussion last week where he was saying basically the same as you is that the combat's the best it's ever been, story's a little lackluster. So basically it came down to either my next Fire Emblem is that one or Path of Radiance. Oh, Path of Radiance is really good. <laughs> yeah. Or <laughs> it's uh Paper Mario Thousand Year Door was the three <laughs> three recycled oh, okay, one. Okay. On. Um, so I think it's I got the game I got my GameCube discs to get right into my Steam Deck. I just installed the disk drive, it was incredible. Yeah. I, so So I know we're sort of joking. I literally saw someone who glued a disc drive to the back of their Steam Deck the other day. I, <laughs> I I don't know if it's the same thing as you, but there was a Reddit thread yeah, it was going around thing, with man. someone. <laughs> yeah. who, it, was, it was Half-Life 2 and a disc drive yep, glued to it the It was the bat. same one. <laughs> it was so good. Um, so I, I have a bunch of stuff on my list for that. Um, I started a thing where I'm pulling games from the 1001 games to play before you die, but I also decided I'm not going to do that, A, every week because it's annoying, and B, because I can't play a new game every week if there's tons yeah. of games to play. Um, so... I've that's, added that's those firelands to the list, at least. Yeah, I would put Path of Radiance and Seven as, like, my two favorites. I me loved Eight. And it was... Path of Radiance is just, like, mechanics, story, literally everything in that game is great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say play Path of Radiance. <laughs> of those, <laughs> those, if you. I'm being honest. I, but... I think Path of Radiance is my next... I have to finish Luigi's Mansion um that's been on the back burner for a while so i think once i finish that i'm gonna start up good old path of radiance um david tell me about the tell me your tales sir of the symphony oh yeah yeah so i have an addiction we know the addiction is tales of symphonia and uh if you don't know tomorrow february 17th tales of Symphonia remastered comes out oh god so Unrelated. I've been playing Tales of Symphonia on the Steam Deck. <laughs> uh I'm on like my second playthrough, I think, of that game on the Steam Deck since it, since the Steam Deck arrived at my home. um I absolutely love this game. Favorite game of all time. Very <laughs> all sad. time. Absolutely. I have played Tales of Symphonia probably twenty something times at this point. Jeez. Uh, with the Does new it game better? plus makes it pretty quick. Uh. The new game plus entails Symphonia adds a lot of stuff. In that, there are a couple different ways to go through the story. Um, One of them you kind of need New Game Plus for, which lets you take a different route, and the story kind of makes more sense if you go that way. <laughs> so, so there's a little bit of that. There's a lot of side quests that are really easily missable, uh, especially if you don't use a guide or something. So, doing playing through multiple times will get you those, uh, and you can get two different companions depending on what well rephrase phrase this you get two different companions and depending on a on what you do in the first half of the game which one comes back at the end of the game changes uh wow, which is really cool like you fight different bosses and stuff so it, it's it's cool stuff to do for for new game plus i would not recommend being a psychopath like me and trying to 100% this game on one platform let alone two or three when the remastered comes out uh cuz it takes like five playthroughs to to 100% this game uh minimally <laughs> now what i don't know the answer to this or i don't know the 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 facts of this so i may be way off here but what percentage of you enjoying playing tales of symphonia is a relative like nostalgia is not the word but like comfort you just do you like oh, get is, comfort from playing it it is very much a comfort food game for me yeah. um because it's it is like my favorite game and i know it front to back like i'm literally from memory going clicking a chest and i'm like i know it's in this chest and there's 274 chests in the game so jeepers so yeah (laughs) and like knowing exact lines that are about to happen like it's it's like i'm one of those people who watches the same movie over and over again and knows the lines that are going to come up it's that but a 60 hour your first playthrough video game um i can clear in like 20 now which is not so bad (laughs) but um, god i i desperately like i need to play this game now remaster comes out tomorrow no. i'm just wait i bought the i'm a psychopath i bought the uh like deluxe edition direct from bandai so they're shipping out via steel case and i don't know when oh that. that's probably not gonna come tomorrow but whenever that gets here I'll, I'll nerd boot it up uh no uh, that's yeah, i love this game absolutely love this game i, I would like, recommend it to literally almost anyone i i think i must say i think it's the reason i like jason which is it's not what I mean. It's one of the reasons <laughs> I like Jason. Is uh, I like knowing people's like game they know front to back. Like yours, his is, is like mine. Fire Emblem tales stuff. Is Here's mine. his tails. Jake's is um pick is... A <laughs> Yeah, you pick a lot. Signals, yeah, I thought you were gonna say Hyper Light Drifter. Uh, I was gonna say Hyperlight Drifter. but I was trying no. to think of something else. <laughs> oh yeah, mine. Mine is definitely Tails Symphonia with Psychonauts at a s- probably close second. I can't think of mine right now, but I'll think of it as soon as we get off this. It's probably Dwarf yeah. Fortress, but... That makes sense. <laughs> I think I think I just know more... I just know a lot about Dwarf Fortress. I don't know, like... St- like, I'm, I'm still learning stuff all the time. I was like, Dwarf Fortress also isn't a start you end really here end here game. That's back. true. Yeah, there, there's no front to back because there is no front and back of Dwarf Fortress. I know, like there's a racer's front, front to back. <laughs> oh, I mean... Do, 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 do. sorry i class. I hummed that one day at college and someone's like what are you singing i was like that's the, like a racers theme they literally pulled it up and they're like how do you n- remember that it's <laughs> like because yeah, it's a banger. So, uh, That main menu. That's banger, banger, and then the. Do, 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 Well, we got to uh, get you on, build get music. You on another uh, video game Jeopardy for save data. Oh, you should. But yeah, make it all JRPGs again. So, and PS2. I think the most. I think the one I made <laughs> that we haven't done yet has either enemy sounds or music in it. I don't remember which one I put in. The one but, I was on last was all PlayStation 2, I think oh that was the one <laughs> or it was heavily playstation <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 2 which was a console i did not grow up with um <laughs> and then i lost all my points at the end when i bet on an answer i kept oh, that I, stupid I, was it tom, tom Tom tommy was tomby tomba it was the it was the logo for tomba and i kept guessing because i thought of something else and then the other thing where I, the letter was missing from uh, jade empire um <laughs> it wasn't jade empire wild. Oh, stupid Jade Empire! <laughs> There's no E in Jade Empire. Um, <laughs> I think it was oh, I. God. I want to say it was. <laughs> oh I. yeah, there was yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <Christ. laughs> um, let's hit this last one here. You have purchased an item. Oh yeah. So, I, I bought a thing. I know I. I haven't played anything on it yet i bought it because it was easily accessible and i didn't want it to go out of stock because like amazon had reservations and stuff for it so i was like i see this thing i know i'm gonna want this thing in the next like 30 days so i'm just gonna pick it up that is an xbox series x it's kind of peeking out a little bit there <gasps> Hi. it's under the lamp it looks like it's part of the lamp that's a little series Konichiwa. x peeking out. uh so i picked that up i have never owned not never. I've never bought an Xbox anywhere near release in my life. The only Xbox I have bought was a 360 during the Xbox One era, specifically Classic. to play Tales of Vesperia, which, and I, this is not a joke, within two weeks after I beat that game, they announced a remaster for all platforms, and I was very angry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
0: fantastic. Uh, so th- this will be my first like real entry into the Xbox ecosystem. I've been using the PC version of Game Pass for a while, off and on. Uh, but like Hi-Fi Rush coming out is something that very much speaks to me, and something I super want to play. I didn't want to play it on my PC. Sounds like okay. There's a bunch of Game Pass stuff coming, like Starfield and other things that are that are coming in the future. So I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna bite the bullet. I'm gonna get Series X, and play a bunch of these games, just not until I'm done with Fire Emblem, probably. So when I'm done with Fire Emblem, Hi-Fi Rush time, and going through Game Pass on the Series X. So hopefully next time I'm on, I'll have gotten through Hi-Fi Rush and a couple other games, and I can report back my Xbox nice. experience. I will say it was very easy to set up, so that was good. So that's great. Um, yeah, I'm i'm like the other reason i was bringing up that i'm not pulling games as often anymore is because i'm like on game pass alone i think i'm four games behind like i've downloaded four back and i'm like let's get through all these games so i can play these um game pass games and i was tempted to boot one up today just to be like oh let's see if i want to play it but I can't do that. I got to finish other games first. I'm trying to be better about finishing games that are finishable. um, Or if they're not, at least like finishing a fort in Dwarf Fortress sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty yeah. good about like, if I pick up a game, I finish it or relatively early. I'm like, no, <laughs> this, this, this isn't for yeah. me. I, I get to the problem where it's like, Karen and I'll be on the couch and she'll be playing something either. Or we'll be watching something. She'll be playing the TVs occupied. So I'm like, I pick up the Steam Deck or the analog pocket or the switch. And I'm like, oh, let me play a game while we're watching. Well, I can't use the TV. But then I get stuck because I'm like, I don't want to start a big game on one of these because I'm only playing because I don't currently have access to the TV. And then I fall into a pit of like. Oh, I've played the first ten minutes of Paper Mario like fifty times because I. Well, this, times, I keep well, this is why Tales of Symphonia <laughs> on the Steam Deck is my comfort game because like I can just play that while I'm playing while I'm watching anything or like. Yeah, it's so a ga- I, because it's a name I a game I know front to back. I don't need to fully pay attention to it, so like I can watch TV on my own or with someone else, watch a movie, do something, and then still be playing Tales on my. My Steam Deck. yeah i i realize i need to install a couple of my like similar comfort games on those devices so when okay. it like the moment happens i can just do that just play like oh wait um, were you were you with me on the vampire survivors is mid and didn't keep playing it or are you with ian i no, i i like vampire survivors but unlike everyone else i could play once and stop okay so um, you're i wasn't very addicted to it um okay. it is a good game i enjoy it um but i I did not pine for it like i pine for yeah for people um i don't know (laughs) there's no joke there jake (laughs) jake 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 yeah well on the topic of comfort games (laughs) my comfort game is islanders which i'm now i've cleared 900 hours and that's the game that i'll have on my switch if similar to you will we just have the one tv and so when Hazel's home and we're like watching TV or something, I don't want to be monopolizing that. And so what I'll is this game? Islanders is a charming uh, town construction simulator. Oh um, no, I can't play this. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the Steam page. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is, that's a time sync right there. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh Yeah. Because you can you can build an island oh my dog's freaking out. You can build an island in like thirty minutes. So I guess divide nine hundred hours by thirty minutes, and that's how many islands I've done. Six hundred. Um, cool. Sixty. Um but um <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much uh I play like an hour or two of that basically every night. It's it's eighteen hundred well <laughs> very good but there's, um, there's 60 minutes in an hour so you got to multiply see, 900 by 60 yeah first, I, that's the part the i way. wasn't <laughs> uh, that's the part i wasn't doing i was doing real math my wife's in an accounting class right now and so she's able to do math a lot better than me for the both of you but uh, yeah for the both of us um in other more, quote unquote, proper games on big consoles, I have been playing Hi-Fi Rush, oh, which is so um, it's I mean, it's super cool. And all you know, you take you look at it for five seconds and you're like, OK, yeah, this just looks like it's going to be a good time. I have a very kind of interesting history with rhythm games um, because I am you know, not to toot my own horn, but I am musically inclined i i play instruments i sing i was in you know musical theater all that kind of you know theater kid garbage um and so anytime a rhythm game would come out like when i was a kid i would always have someone be like oh you know jake you you know you play guitar let's play guitar hero and i was never good at like guitar hero or games like that because they just never felt quite right And so I was wondering, with Hi-Fi Rush, knowing that it was going to be a rhythm game going into it, I was wondering if I was going to have that same kind of weird friction with it. But no, it owns, and the 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 controls just feel really, really tight. There's a moment, um, I think maybe after the like halfway through the second level, there's a moment where they introduce a rhythm parry. Where you can parry enemy attacks, where they'll like they'll tell you what the rhythm of the attack is going to be, and then you parry it on the beat, and it feels so good. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I'm I'm I think I'm only past the second boss. I know Kyle has rolled credits on it, um, and I'm excited to dive back into it because I got sidetracked because Monster Hunter Rise came to Game Pass, and I was like, mm, it's time for me to beat up some big monsters. Um and I rolled credits on it after maybe like 35 hours. Um I can't remember how many hours I put into Monster Hunter World, which was my first Monster Hunter. Um and I remember rolling credits on that and then there's still being like half the game left. It had a very mm-hmm. long end game and I was surprised with Monster Hunter Rise when the credits rolled cuz I felt like I was only like a third of the way through the game i knew comparably to where i was in monster hunter world and it's way before that so they're just like okay yeah roll credits okay now here's like another two-thirds of the game (laughs) buried in the back of this um it's very fun it's got some new traversal stuff they have like these these wire bugs where you can almost like like grapple around to do interesting new combos and stuff I still am relying fairly heavily on the Longsword and the Greatsword, mm-hmm. kind of like the two extremes of the combat mechanics, one that's really fast and agile and one that's really heavy and slow, um, but they're both still super fun. And now you have a dog that you can ride. That's charming. <gasps> um, that's fun. Yeah. Pa- Palamute? Is that the name for it? Pal, yeah, I think they call them palmoots, okay. and then the cats are palicos. Um, but Palico. Like um, yeah it's definitely but they're pals you can definitely tell it's definitely smaller than monster hunter world um just in terms of scope knowing that it was a switch a switch title first Um, Yeah, they were gonna try and put monster Hunter yeah but it but it looks great like the i've been playing it on xbox and it looks it doesn't look like a switch game that's been ported i would have totally believed that it was built ground up for the xbox if it weren't that it was much you probably just turn all the limiters go. off from the switch yeah <laughs> like um, undo the belt <laughs> uh, yeah question jake have you yeah. seen the like trailers and i i don't know if it's out today or soon for wild hearts i think it's called i have seen yeah that's the ea monster hunter i definitely have seen yeah, it's ea for it. i, th- I want to say team ninja? ninja i thought it was team yeah i think no i think yeah team ninja i pretty sure square enix is involved He's, he's working on this. i'm interested i know, that, I know it. the pc version is not good <laughs> well, <knows> it. <laughs> it Is what i've heard oh it's omega force Why, wild yeah, hearts I mean, is oh one they're part of my... they're part of koei so they're with uh team ninja it looked interesting when i saw trailers for it but... I've, I've heard good like the reviews just started to drop today and i've heard pretty good things about it so I was curious yeah. if you were looking at it or not yeah i will definitely be looking at it um, at least, wild right hearts is one of the game pass game sitting in line. Oh, is that launching on Game Pass? It's EA play, so it's on Game Pass. Um, and sense. then the sense. last big thing is uh this Tuesday, two days ago, was the season <gasps> finale of the current Destiny expansion. So this is the season, the third season of the Witch Queen leading into Lightfall, which launches on the twenty eighth. Um and there's some bonker stuff happening in Destiny folks. I don't want to. I don't know how how into the lore either of you are, but I wild know literally nothing about Destiny. So Mm. I know other than the moon is haunted. I do know the moon is haunted. The moon is haunted. You're right, but that's true of like actual Earth too. So like, (laughs) (laughs) I I know more than I'd like to admit. Admit of uh, pre. Uh, where's the one where Cade died? Forsaken. That's Forsaken. the one you and I reviewed for Thrones Yes, Adventure. I have more knowledge than I'd like to admit of Destiny pre-Forsaken. Because mm. okay. that's where I, I, I stopped playing after Forsaken. So I guess Forsaken's included in that. Post. Um, well. Yeah, post I don't know if pre, either of you post remember, Forsaken. but when when Bungie announced Destiny, they always talked about this ten-year plan Do of the narrative arc, and next year twenty twenty four is year finish. ten. um, and that's when the big um when uh, they're they're the the big end of it all, the final shape they're calling that expansion. Um, and it's gonna be crazy to see where it goes because yeah, narratively will i they've packed, I think more narrative development into these uh, what was Forsaken twenty eighteen because destiny two was mm. twenty seventeen. Um, yeah, in these think so. four years, they've done like double the narrative development of those first four years. It Damn, was 2018, um, yeah. It's crazy, but um, I love Destiny a lot. My friends and I had a blast playing it. Um, every time I try to go back, I'm like, yeah, and then I get things, and then there's too much to do, and I don't understand weapons or how guns work. My thing with destiny is I just like getting a gun that I enjoy and playing with it. And then everyone's like, Oh, you got to mod it and put things on it and make it pretty. I'm like, dude, I just want to shoot this. Like I did the haunted event to get that sweet kick-ass gun. Um, which is great. Um, but I am happy. I will play destiny three when it comes out because it that's when the next big have, onboarding push will be. They've said they are not doing that. No, it's happening. <laughs> When the next <laughs> Destiny comes out, not I mean, Destiny that's three, February twenty eighth. Yeah, that's not the new. No, when Lightfall... <laughs> there's a new Destiny platform. No, but will there's so oh, many man. neat quality of life changes coming in Lightfall. They're finally doing armor loadouts, where you can you can build a whole set. I'm sorry, it's 2023 and they don't have loadouts yet. Yeah, it's crazy. It's taking <laughs> this long. Um, but yeah, there's a ton of quality of life stuff that's coming in addition to kind of the I, I'm it took me a while to get into Destiny because those first two years, I always remember hearing like, oh, yeah, you know, the gun plays great. The world is cool, but the stories that whatever. And so I yeah. got in I got in it with Rise of Iron in um, 2016. Um, and since then, it's like my Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> um where I'm definitely in it for the story. I love the gameplay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Though I I cannot fathom onboarding someone into the game now. That's it's, it's that's kind of where I'm at. It's way too dense. But, like um, Destiny when it launched, Destiny 1 specifically, like yeah, didn't really have the lore no based on, based on what i've talked to other people about, the spending website. nine years writing themselves out of that <laughs> yeah <first year. laughs> yeah um so like destiny came out and i was like oh, i'm not really interested destiny 2 came out and i think i was playing some other live service game and i'm just like i can't handle having multiple like live service games at the same time and now now that i'm not really playing any live service games it's just like a behemoth that i'm like eh, i don't think i can jump into that at this point yeah. I think they have done a pretty interesting thing with delivering weekly story content over their seasons where every, every reset there's, you know, just like another hour or two of the narrative as it slowly evolves and evolves and evolves. Um, So they get you back in every week, at least for a little bit. Um, But it's a pretty interesting uh, narrative system that they've deployed. Whereas, you know, you know, Taken King was just, you know, play through the whole thing, whatever. You know, Rise of Iron, play through the whole thing. But now they're they're really stretching it out, so it feels much more like an ever evolving world and an ever evolving story. Um, oh yeah, I, don't, I don't, want that. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> like permanently changing the skybox every once in a while. It's I want it. Again. I just don't want it weekly. Like, give me more time. <laughs> oh, I mean, you can you can binge it all at the end. It's not. Oh, okay. It's not okay. one week and then you miss it. It's just oh, they're, that, they're, good. they're good. delivering new stuff every week. So if you wanted to, you could wait all eight weeks and then just for like five or six hours plow through all of it. Um, Does the content after that season go away? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, so that, the, the yeah. point, my point, is still same. <laughs> yes, you do have to get in there at some point. <laughs> oh yeah. No. No. Like changing. They the are sheets. though. As part of as part of Lightfall, they are reintroducing um, some of the older missions on a weekly rotator. Um, so there's parts of it that are coming back, but there's definitely narrative stuff that's just not there anymore. Which is, it's a little wild. It's a wild decision that is not good for onboarding new players. <laughs> no, no, yeah, that's why at right before Witch Queen, they they like self-produced a um like the story up till now kind yeah. of animation whereas there were a variety of fan ones out at the time but then Bungie was like we're just going to we're, we're going to do our own and so i'm anticipating that maybe they're going to do something like that um maybe not leading up to lightfall but definitely leading up to the final shape because that's going to be the culmination of all 10 years of what they're calling the light and darkness saga like it's end game or something <laughs>
1: i mean is there Uh, any game yeah
0: (laughs) jake when you listen here bud Mm -hmm. when you get the ability physically and mentally Mm -hmm. to stream more Mm -hmm. in the future Mm -hmm. i would be willing Mm -hmm. for uh let's catch up will let's get will Mm -hmm. caught up on destiny 2 Ooh. sort of noob in the master sort of thing i think it would work better Ooh, yeah. with, with me than it would a with ian for sure he would hate or be <laughs> someone who has never played destiny mm-hmm. um i think it's i know enough Ian's gonna to get it. into it yeah <laughs> um speaking of i sorry but i will do a stream series with you if we want to let's do, do it yeah i'm 100 behind that side note to make fun of ian ian uh started playing a video. I'm not going to I'm being vague because we are going to end up streaming this. But he started playing a video game and he messaged me while on vacation and he said, "Hey, listen, we should stream this because it's bonkers out the gate." And I said, "Did you play one of the missions?" And he said, "No, I paused it right away." And I said, "I I need you to play a mission because we're going to stream it. We're going to get to a mission and you're going to pull an e Ian and stop the stream <laughs> immediately and so he's like no no no, it's good he's like so we put like the stream thing in." know and several times i was like do you want me to play because it's 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 not bad they're not bad it's not a bad game it's just old so it's just like i have patience he does not and i was like do you want me Ian, to play he's like, god he's like, i'm sorry i just said he's that. like fuck you. will what game is this what game is this um, oh it is it's the Teaser. game uh Stu brought it to our attention a few weeks ago racing lagoon it is a japanese racing rpg for the playstation one um i think it plays great the overworld's a little bit annoying because you run into cars and you have to immediately do a jrpg battle um (laughs) and it's which is a race uh and i couldn't figure out how to get the analog stick working so i had to race with a d-pad I think it's great. I just think within the first two minutes, Ian is going to be like, Ian's gonna hate "No, yeah. absolutely yeah. not." <laughs> uh, so, can't wait for that to come back and buy this. Um, I'll go through my games pretty for... well. I, I do not have to go too quickly. There's not a ton of news this week. Um, I'll touch on this quickly. I've been playing some Hogwarts uh, Legacy. We talked all about our thoughts on the whole situation with that last week. So, go give that a listen, me, Jason, and Ian talked about that. Uh, it went great. We all agreed that we should give J.K. Rowling money. No, I'm kidding. We all agree with that. <laughs> Um So anyways... I was about to I, I be, on right <laughs> yeah, be on the show next week. Yeah, she's going to be on the show next week. Her... um, I can't I think like, of it. Man, other is other our other host people. Ian Jesus. I yeah, I her, know. Ian, and we brought back <laughs> Hitler uh, all to be on the show. Um, right? No, so anyways, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, it's it's way more... um. Not generic isn't what I mean, but like NPCs and stuff are clearly like voice actor. They animated the faces um, because there's so many players and everything. So it's like it's really funny to be playing such a high quality like B tier is not the right word. But like it's like an Elix or a Piranha Bytes game where it's just like, hello there, it's you. How are you doing? Like that sort of thing. And it's it's very interesting to be playing a triple A game with that in sort of like 2023 i don't know if i'm explaining that very well um but beside the point it's just a very generic game it's fun being in hogwarts it's fun doing harry potter stuff Uh, it's neat especially for someone who grew up with it um i like i don't feel anything pulling me to finish this game i don't feel anything at all for me to like discover everything outside of hogwarts like i like walking around the castle that's fun and i'm glad it's it's they made up their own thing it's not just a straight rip from the movies um so like that stuff's fun the story doesn't seem that great so far um the 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 way the like spells work and everything seems to be coherent and nice and you learn the spell once by doing like this little like swirly disney channel thing uh and then, <laughs> then you kind of like can hot swap your spells which is cool and uh i think they've nailed all that points but i don't think it's going to be on my top 10 at the end of the year it might scrape into it if there's not a ton of games there but i'm kind of glad Well, it's there not are a this ton like... of games going on this i know year. i know, I know. <laughs> so like uh i'm glad it's not some crazy amazing game that is like incredible i'm glad it's just middle of the road great and uh yeah i'm gonna be playing it a little bit more i don't know if i'll finish it um again the crux of me playing this game is because i enjoyed reading harry potter as a child uh and that's about it um and the more i play the more i think about donating again to to more charities (laughs) just like um so yeah, that's fun. Uh, I also started the Metroid Prime Remaster, remake, remaster, remaster. It looks um, like a remake, but they wait, said remaster. It does. I was what did John Carpenter call the Dead Space remake? Is he said it was like refurbished? Oh, refurbished, yes. Refurbished. I mean, he's not. He's not wrong. <laughs> the Metroid Prime <laughs> refurbish I have been playing. Um, I had never played Metroid Prime before. First Metroid game as well. I've tried. One in uh, in the SNES one, a couple times. Uh, most of the time, honestly, to link back the previous conversation, when I'm stuck on the couch or in a mm-hmm. situation where I'm like, "Oh, let me boot up Metroid" or something, yep. and I'm I've, yep. I've never like fully get into it. Um, this game's a blast. I'm very much enjoying it. Yep. Uh, my one quibble with it is since it's a remaster, it still has the like two thousand mid two thousands figure it out sort of thing They don't quite give you the hints as often as you would like and it's a lot of backtracking surprised to give you hints at all based on time (laughs) Um, you can only save at the save stations uh if you die you go back to your previous save uh so save often they didn't add auto save in the remaster okay that Um, was a choice all right good job nintendo the original experience yeah so that's frustrating because like karen will get home and it's like oh let me go save let me go back through 14 rooms that the enemies have respawned in to go save (laughs) that you'll then have Um, to go through again when you (laughs) boot it back right so so i chalk that all up to like once you know the game one like a lot of people know this game so they're just flying through it where me i don't so i'm i am using a guide but only like i pull up the guide read the sentence of like where i should get to And then I just put it down and I keep keep going because like you have to collect these artifacts, which in your logbook, the artifact, it will have like a hint word, which is where the artifacts located. But you never know if you can go get that artifact right now. You have to go to the room, try to figure the puzzle out, and then thankfully it will tell you if you can do something yet. Like I was underwater and it said water hindrance. You need an item to move freely and oh that's good that's good. so it's like thank god you're telling me that because i don't want to get stuck here but it's still kind of frustrating that i have to go to that room to figure that out which is the main reason i ended up pulling up a guide anyways because i just want i don't want the linear path i just want to know the direction i should be wandering next and i don't know what the timing is but after you've got your next upgrade or your artifact a certain amount of time will pass when you're walking around, and your a little alert will come up, and it'll say anomaly detected, and then it'll have you look at the map, and it'll go to the sub map you're supposed to go to, and it'll highlight a brand new room, and you're like, okay, I have to go in that direction to get to the new room where either the next item is, or the artifact, or something like that. Um, so Metroid Prime are I'm I'm really enjoying. It, it makes me want to play more Metroid stuff, honestly. Uh, whether 2 and 3, if those remasters are coming, uh, or going back and playing the other ones. I'd be, with 4 coming, I'd be shocked if 2 and 3 weren't going to be, maybe not remastered, but ported. Yes, that is the grub yeah. rumor, is they are being ported yeah. to the Switch, not remastered. Um, which, honestly, um, is fine with me. Yeah. I have downloaded the Metroid Prime remake. My 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 previous experience with Metroid Prime is that my college roommate, on a whim, bought an ex or bought a GameCube on eBay. Bought Metroid Prime on eBay. Played it through in like a week, and then sold both of them back <laughs> on eBay. <laughs> wow! And so I I witnessed Metroid Prime in like brief glimpses while I was doing homework, and then suddenly it was gone. So I'm excited to play it because it seems like it's right up my alley. I've been yeah. thinking about picking that one up. I played metroid dread when it came out and that was my first metroid game and i did not like it that much so i'm curious if prime would would work with me or not i've never it's... played a metroid the 3d is nice like being able to move in three dimensions um and the visor stuff also the like the if you shoot a my... missile against the wall you see like her reflection it's like really neat my my biggest wait i can't play this anymore (laughs) sorry his his reflection his very feminine reflection You play as a woman (laughs) Um, it's a joke but like it hurts to hear (laughs) Uh, um i hated dread mostly because like the emmy stuff that they added with like the yeah kind of making it horror-ish almost and i was like i don't need this in my metroid I i don't like this at all so i don't from what I've heard from Zach at Save Data, I don't think Prime is like that. So I'm, I might give this a shot later. Yeah, I, I'm super enjoying it. It's nothing is like beating me enough to where it's like I've died once or twice and had to go back to a save point. And I'm like, you know, what? I'm done with Metroid for the night. Let me boot up and play like an hour of Hogwarts or something, because it'll it'll definitely get you in that mood where you're just like, fuck. And you just want to do something else. <laughs> but um majority of it's fun. The upgrades are fun. The controls are what took me the longest to get used to. Because although they are nice and modern, um, there's a lot of like modern things where you can usually be button out of a menu or something that doesn't quite work in this game. Or... There's one visor that you can shoot, use the trigger to go back to the combat visor, but the other ones it doesn't work with because you can also shoot in those visor mm-hmm. modes. So it's like, it was getting used to that, getting used to when you turn into a morph ball, the jump button isn't the same as the jump button when you're not a morph ball. That's weird. And I don't know why. Come on. <laughs> and the ha- I'm going to give both of you a piece of advice right now. There's half mm-hmm. pipes, you Tony Hawk in um release you hold the boost button and you release it when you get to the bottom of the half pipe the middle point of the half pipe um it took that me, makes no I, sense I, then you. i had to button. look i know i was doing it to boost up the sides to get higher and higher i was like on my 10th one where i really needed to nail it and i looked it up and someone gave me that advice and i was like oh, okay uh, noted super that's frustrating <laughs> noted but that's really weird <laughs> um so yes, Metro Prime Remaster. I'm also enjoying that. I'm like, I thought it was like a four-hour game, five-hour game. I'm seven, like seven or 12. eight hours into it. It's like a 14-hour game. Yeah. Um, and I saw someone post it as their like, third playthrough, and it was 14 hours. So I was like, oh, God. Yeah, a lot of those GameCube titles from that period were like secretly enormous. But, yeah. I don't... Looking at they you, were on little dyspnea. <laughs> Wait, is Tales, Tales of Symphonia. Symphonia on the GameCube? Oh, it was uh, for North America. It was GameCube exclusive. <gasps> oh, I would play Two discs. It had two of the little discs. Great. David, when's our Tales of Symphonia? Let's play where I kill myself on screen. Will? <laughs> I will show up to every episode almost no matter what time it is. <laughs> Tales, of, Tales of Will's Phony. You know, I promise you at some point in our lifetime, I will do a Tales of Symphonia uh playing through the first at least one stream of tales of symphony i will promise Uh, you probably won't get to the fun parts in one stream (laughs) well but what i'm saying if you make that stream fun enough it could be two streams it could be three streams well i'll be there let me know when it is (laughs) i will be there yeah you'll be there for the excitement and then ian will be there for the how much oh don't invite ian (laughs) (laughs) i gotta balance it out it can't be all highlights (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> gotta have something for halucha the clip um <laughs> and finally the game i have been playing all weekend the demo is now gone it's been ripped from my hands by the developer themselves it's shadows of doubt um featured folks on the on subpixel spotlight <laughs> featured on subpixel's youtube channel shadows of obsession i saw you post the video i haven't watched it yet though you should watch it it's got a miraculous 40 ish views i think at this point um fantastic thank you everyone um shadows of doubt is a voxel based video game if we all know what that means kind of looks like um, 75 views well 75 shit son we make it bank (laughs) um uh shadows of doubt voxel based uh detective game So this is the, uh, what is the word? It's not post-industrial. It's like hyper-industrial. The world is industrialized to the point where the seas have risen and all of the cities are little islands in an ocean. Oh, so So, like the world in 50 years. Yes. So you are a detective. (laughs) There is a, you go to make a new game, you make your detective. You can procedurally generate a brand new city, citizens, buildings connections all that sort of stuff or you can use the pre-built one in the demo Uh, i played the demo city once and then i generated three or four other cities um i don't know since it's a demo and it had a specific thread to it every every time you start the demo you wake up in your bed you don't quite know where you are you turn the lamp on it's raining you get out of bed you uh like it brings you through, like teaches you some of the mechanics. Uh there's a phone call, you go and pick up the phone, there's no one on the phone, there's a knock at the door, there's a note Hotline under Miami, the door. You go kill everybody. Um, oh, yeah, how do I go kill people. everyone? Um you pick up the note and it says find blank. It's a random name that they generate with the city. So and then it teaches you look the person up in the city guide, get their phone number, get their address, um you can go track them down. All of this stuff in a different light procedurally generated you have this detective board with red string that you can connect everything to you go to the person's apartment you find them dead on the floor you gather evidence the cops are at the door you have to escape through a vent in the bathroom you get out of the vent you go to the your private eye so you go to the courthouse or the city hall or whatever get a case file so then you start searching this case and you figure it out from there all of it procedurally generated in the full game Um, and then once you finish that case you literally go back to your apartment and you've been evicted from your apartment so then you have to you have to go to the essentially policeman's union rep and you're like hey listen I need like a halfway house or something and so they get you like an apartment in a basement that's raz he says hi, hi raz. <laughs> um the basements of all the apartment buildings are like three inches of water because of the rising water because of the climate crisis um so you have this like basement apartment now that you can start filling out with stuff you can go to the job boards uh around various places and pull jobs so like one of the jobs i found was like hey the police are too busy they need you to go arrest this guy hey i need someone with a camera to take pictures for me hey i need someone to track down this person um every npc you can talk to whether they want to talk to you is completely up to them most of them will say none of your business um you have to not stalk but like keep an eye on people i staked out the killer's apartment for like an hour (laughs) like trying to see their movements and caught them when they were leaving um in both so the demos were 90 minutes um each and so both times i f- solved the case but it was like certain parameters in the case so you can like fully fill it out or you can just like name the killer where they live and every time i just knew the killer and where they lived uh the third one i did i found shell casings in the apartment and I actually tracked down the weapons dealer where they bought the gun from but i couldn't I wasn't exactly sure how to make like the person admit they had done it or if I arrested them, I could. Yeah. Like if I could, Mm. I didn't know if I could arrest them and like bring them in and like talk to them. Um, It's very, if I didn't mention this, it's very immersive sim. So you can go the computers, you can log into every computer, um, like look at the security camera feeds. You can rewind the security camera feeds and it tells you the people in the security camera. So you can like print out reports that tell you who was there at a certain point, so you can like convict them at that spot. You have a fingerprint gun. I don't know. It's just so Obra much Dinn-ish. in this game. Uh, yeah, very ish. You're not. Yeah, for the final thing, you're you're kind of like filling that stuff out. That's very smart. Or as I like to say, "Case of the Golden Idol ish." Mm. Um, anyways, I'm terrible at describing games. I've always been terrible. So go watch my video uh, on SubpixelFilms.com. Go straight to our YouTube channel. Um, Actually, it doesn't. It brings you to Linktree. But you can take that to this YouTube channel. Um, Shadows of Doubt. Uh, coal Powered Games. I believe it's coming out this year. Go wish list it. Um, it, sounds, it was terribly it sounds, fun. Sounds like a Zach from Save Data Game, like, through and through. Yeah. <laughs> I, I sent it to him because I think they're whatever. They play uh, detective games sometimes. So the I think Mystery they would Boys. enjoy that. Yeah. Yep, yep. yeah. Mystery Boys. That's what it is. Not Clue Crew is Giant Pot. That's what I was thinking of. Um... Yeah, Shadows of Doubt, super fun. Uh, I re- I really really enjoyed it. It got me, uh, it got me, it got hooks in me so deep. I made that whole video in one day. So, dang, uh, I,
1: okay. I know. I'm surprised
0: you just suddenly messaged messaged all of us. You're like, hey, I got a video. Please watch the video. Give me notes. I'm like, wow, I didn't know. If you got anything in production right now? I also like, I had watched someone's video previously that was. Uh, 2.35 by one on youtube and i didn't know you could do that so i made that video in wide um which is why it might look weird when you pull it up um i wish i had recorded the video game in 4k though because i I punched in on 1080 and it didn't look great but it was fun editing in a widescreen format um which is nice You because the voxels no i said it's it's like like sometimes I pixel art games i can i feel like i can punch in on them i know voxels is not pixel art but i feel like you can can punch in and still get you know what's happening there was some compression artifacts but i also realized the the i forget the resolution i used for it it's some crazy thing um because i used a resolution calculator but the video plays in 1440p so it looks Mm. way better than 1080 which is nice um so yeah That was my weekend last weekend. That was glorious. Moving on. Sorry, we're almost done here. Time to go to the news, which means I got to play the news theme, which means everyone shut up. It's time for the news. That's right, folks. It's time for the news. So get your news panties on, everybody. Cause we're gonna talk about the news. David, tell me about your news item. Uh, hey folks, if you can't tell based on the the blacklight poster that's like right above my head, uh, I love Psychonauts. Uh, I love me some Double Fine, and this week, Double Fine and Two Player Productions released a 32 episode documentary on the creation of psychonauts 2 from even before they actually started working on the game the first episode maybe two is actually like kind of a retro on psychonauts one retrospective and then the going forward it's on psychonauts 2 this is cool as hell it is thousands of hours of footage edited down into this documentary that More than anything that exists out there documents the creation of a video game for people that have not experienced it themselves. Uh, So if you are even slightly interested in how video games are made, in game design, in world design, storyboarding, writing, literally any of the parts that go into making a video game to the interpersonal reactions heck if you like some of the reality tv stuff there are moments like that that are going to be in here based on the double fine adventure that was the creation of broken age which was much shorter than this (laughs) uh if you like any of that stuff this is an awesome way to just get a view into a world that most studios are keen on keeping a closed door secret So just highly recommend checking this out it is up on youtube for free uh and then if you i don't know if you can get it any other way if you backed psychonauts 2 creation like i did i think you can get like the 4k version which is big because it's 32 episodes so that's a hefty 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 amount of memory space to use on that one but like uh this thing is awesome i haven't gotten too far in it because it's very long and i've been pacing myself got a lot of their games and stuff to play right now but i am absolutely going to go through this entire thing probably a couple times with how much i love psychonauts and psychonauts Two and double fine stuff uh but this thing is super awesome this is not something that game studios really do i think the closest we get is probably some no-clip documentaries uh some i think we got the raising kratos documentary for god of war 2018 uh, and some other ones that, that get close, dog you, ones are good. Yeah, they, they don't get anywhere near to this level of of depth and length and breadth. So um, if you're at all interested, check it out. It's super cool. I'm going to definitely go through this whole thing. So absolutely check it out. Do I need to have played Psychonauts to enjoy it? If you have an interest in how games are made, I would say no. Um, if your interest is just like psychonauts then yeah you probably won't play psychonauts before before watching it but, um <laughs> okay a lot of it's just how games are made and playing psychonauts one and or two would help you a lot with the context because they are going to talk about like characters and development that leads into things that you played if you played psychonauts two or are familiar with if you played psychonauts one um, so it certainly would help it's on game Pass, bud. Ugh. Ugh. It's like 10 more games jake cleanse my palate from psychonauts yeah well it's not necessarily a palate cleanser because it's a bit of a downer but we (laughs) talked about the metroid prime uh remake earlier um and um there was a couple days after it launched there were a couple of the original metroid prime developers who were like you know this is only crediting the folks who worked on the remake, there's no even just like list of the the short of the long is the original developers were not listed anywhere in the credits for the remake, which a lot of them took umbrage at justifiably. Um, and it just it all comes back to the video game industry does not have a standard for crediting like like other Visual mediums do. That's what that's what the 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 unions in Hollywood, all the unions are kind of there to make sure that everybody who touches the final product gets credited properly, gets compensated properly. And game dev just doesn't have that. And so I thought this was just an interesting kind of another pin to put on the board of um, just the game industry really needs something like that, because um, there's, you know, there's just so many stories of people being like, oh, yeah, I worked on this for three years, and then I left a week before it launched, and I'm not in the credits anymore. Well, that's messed up. Um, it's... And you look even further it's... back yeah. to like the early days of Sega, where they were having their programmers credited using pseudonyms so that other <laughs> companies wouldn't try to poach them. Um, it's wild. Crazy stuff. I oh, mean, you had in the old, old days, you had people making secret rooms and secret levels in games so that yeah. they could put their name in the game yeah. as being like, Fam- I famously, made this. Yeah. yeah, the first like, quote unquote, Easter egg is in um, Adventure for Atari, yep. where there's that room that just says created by Warren Robinet. Yeah, if you worked on That's... a game, put their name in the credits. It's yeah. that easy. It's that simple. So, yeah, like all the situations, it's funny. All the situations you described, the remaster one is the one where I'm like, the most like, oh, I, I, yeah, that sort of makes sense. They remastered it, so they they only managed to put the credits in for the people who remastered it. But there, maybe there's a link to like, there isn't, but like all the other situations you described with someone working on a game for three years, leaving a week before, not being included is wild that was Even that a was, remaster. You're skipping all of the no largely yeah, yeah. creative decisions that had to be made and implemented back in the original title and just being like, well, these are the people that remastered it mastered it. And I'm like, no, you need to show you should have a first section that says, This is the team that worked on remastering this game. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you just have a second section that says, these are the people that originally made this game. It's yeah. not that hard. it really because that's not. like to to draw a comparison again back to Hollywood that's why sometimes you'll have um uh you know screenplay by credit which is the person who wrote whatever version of the script was the shooting script but if that was in development for a while you might have story by by up to like five or six people because they were people who had a hand in the development of that story at least a little bit maybe somebody wrote a first draft and then Somebody years later wrote a second draft and by the time it finally got to it, eight or nine people had touched it. So sure, only one person wrote the screenplay, the shooting script, but a lot of other people are still going to get their names in the credits because they worked on it as yes, they should. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. The, the remaster thing I just think is like the least offensive version of all the things yeah. Jake also sure. described. Yeah, it's just <laughs> indicative of a larger problem. Exactly. Taken yeah. care of. Everyone needs to have credit on everything, even if they were the delivery boy, you know. The best boy. Our That's kind of what I do. <laughs> do. You deliver donuts? Games. Oh. I don't like you. Um no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I really want a donut God, now. Damn. damn. Coming in cold, Will. Sell so five. Um, folks, uh, my little story here. I'll go through quick. I just thought this was neat. The uh, Steam Year in Review twenty twenty two went up um today, February sixteenth. That is today. um There's some interesting stuff in here at the top where they talk about things they did this year and slap themselves on the back. But what I care about, folks, what we care about is the raw numbers, the platform growth, the data, and the highlights. Is what we want here, folks and we're getting into it here so strap in or strap on cuz here we go um in late october 2022 folks guess how guess the the number of concurrent users signed into steam threshold they passed i just at read an article six. so i'm not going <laughs> to guess it was at least 6 so <laughs> you're you're right, <laughs> you're right. um 30 million correct. concurrent users That's kind. 30 million small, concurrent small users people. only that's, a year and um, a half after hitting 20 million. That's pretty good. In January, 2023, they crossed 33 million. Um, the next I thing I really like 10% in here in like three months, that's pretty actually wild. Yeah. This, um, I think this might be my favorite thing from here is, um, Sorry, there was a stag average of eighty-three thousand new first-time purchasers every day of the year. Wow, that's a lot of first-time money. purchasers. That's wild. That's absolutely wild to me wild. that this many people had PCs and didn't already buy things on Steam. Wild, yeah, wild. Um. Tracking top new releases each month, a whopping 85 titles came from studios releasing their first ever game on Steam. Um, Those newcomer studios spread across 28 different countries, ranging from Latvia to Indonesia to Argentina. Uh, And then their total content delivery increased 36% from 2021 for a total of 44.7 exabytes downloaded to players. Okay, so wait. An exabyte is a... Billion gigabytes. So wait, it's gigabyte and then gigabyte, terabyte, terabyte, terabyte and petabyte? Pe- petabyte, 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 X. It's I gigabyte, always say terabyte, terabyte because petabyte, I don't want it to sound like exabyte. pedophile. <laughs> well, there's the pedophile byte and then the sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's a lot that's... of that's a lot of data. That's Sorry, a lot right of data. <laughs> Well, the the questions have become answered thanks to Gabe Newell just how much is 44.7 exabytes about as much data as if every one of the 8 billion people on planet earth had downloaded a 5.5 gigabyte game. Wow. That's a lot of steam, people on our- does the steam urine review that like people got, does it tell you, um, how, how much, much you download you a that year because i would be I genuinely think, I curious i don't think it does but i'm definitely over the five gigs yeah the amount of times i download a 50 gigabyte game and the next day i'd be like nah, i don't need it i'm not gonna play oh it i have a and data uninstall cap. it to be a little more a little more judicious than that on my end oh i'm an unlimited boy over here and yeah like i we'll have win. cocks and they suck themselves so i mean i have a cock too but <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> We need to get out of here, folks. <laughs> oh, god. Um, I think that's it. I didn't have a wishlist spotlight, but go wish list Shadows of Doubt on Steam. Um, there go was no wishlist Tales of Symphonia Remastered, it comes out tomorrow. No, we wish list indie games to help them. We can't I do want, it without us. I want more Tales, we can't wish do it Folks, thank you so much for watching. If you did, did you like it? I did. Me too. Jake was here. Yes. How are you feeling, Jake? I'm good. I actually, I meant to bring this up at the beginning. I had a prompt. Fuck. My waffle. We got a claw through my subpixel shirt, so I have to get a new subpixel shirt. IR merch. Raz is very excited about the, the new no, last shirts. It's dinner time. He knows it's dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> David, thank you so much for being on this episode. Happy to be here. I'm very happy. Where can people find you? Over on the YouTube and Twitch at Save Data team on either one. We got stuff going most of the week, so check them out. Fantastic, folks. And you can find us at subpixelfilms.com. I'll bring you to all the places. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you all next week.